0: Hey, this is Jamie from Green River Ordnance. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Pancakes.
1: How about you? Yeah, I like pancakes. Did you hear me? I like pancakes. Yeah, I like pancakes. Pancakes. You. First we gotta sift the flower, sip, sip, the flower, sip, sip, the flower. Sip, sip, the flower,
2: sip, sip, the flower, sip, the flower, sip, sip, the
3: flower sip. Alright. We Welcome. We breakfast crack, time. Crack, crack crack, crack, crack. Uh, Alright, good morning. Great call on your bumper music. <laughs> Nothing twenty-five.
2: We're hanging out in the studio. We're a little late today. I apologize, folks, but Skippy had to uh do something else. I don't really know. <laughs> is very busy and
3: important. Not nah, just uh, running behind it, uh, taking care of stuff for the house move-in. Yeah, and uh, my niece is graduating this weekend from university, and my mom is flying out there. And
2: my mom. Needs- you mean when you say university, you mean like in England? Uh, no, in college. Okay. Yeah. When we say university, that's what the English people call it. Okay, well,
3: you know, you have Harvard University. And
2: you, yeah, but they don't say, does it when you get an invitation, it's like, come celebrate my graduation from university. Well, to, to say it wasn't a high school graduation.
3: so But it is, you know, she's not going to a college, she's going to a university. Colleges are inside of universities. Okay. Like, my sister went to Girton College at Cambridge University. Okay. I was going to go to Merton College at Oxford University. And that's where Tolkien went. I was, yeah. To Trying go back and change that one, I, I'd be all over that.
2: Exactly. Too bad, too bad you got that woman pregnant. Oh man, no,
3: that, that wasn't for a few years afterwards. But
2: <laughs> it's night twenty six. Lone Star. I'm here at LoneStar.com. We're a little late today, so I'm sorry, folks. But we're hanging out till eleven o'clock today. And uh, I'm a little kind of weird. I watched this movie called Ravenous from 1999. Is it a dieting movie? Yes, and it's like one of those cannibal because cannibal movies are always so weird. <laughs> because it's like, especially if you watch, like, what cannibal movies do you know? Uh,
3: cannibal Woman on the Moon? No, Adam is on the Woman on the Moon. Um, well, there's every zombie movie known to mankind. Obviously, that counts as
2: cannibals. Uh, I saw the one. Well, I meant more of, like, the theme is cannibalism. Alive.
3: The one about the. The uh, airplane people. Yeah, the, the the rugby team that crashed in the Andes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's one. And then I know one from, uh, well, I mean, Science of the Lambs. Okay. Yeah, that. that I mean, that's a theme in it. the story. His cannibalism is a theme.
3: Yeah, and you, you see it a couple of times. Uh, there's this one in England. I think it was called Rabies, but I'm not sure. But it was um, uh, it was about Rabies got loose in England and made people like eat other people.
2: Okay. Well, it's so, like this movie. Yeah, uh, it's had actually a really good. I'm we're gonna I'm gonna be reviewing it today because it was my uh, recommendation from from Chris who's on the ticket stub today at noon, but it has Guy Pierce, Robert Carlyle, mm-hmm. uh, David Arquette, Jeremy Davis, Jeffrey Jones, John Spencer, Neil McDon- uh, McDonough, and a couple other people. Uh, but basically w- what's weird about it is it had this like mythical backdrop to cannibalism. So if like, if you basically the Indian kind of has that warning when they're On the Trail, because I think it takes place in the 1800s. And it's like, you know, if you eat your enemy, you get blessed with his strength, but you're cursed to, like, I guess I forgot what it says, like something about wanting to eat more flesh. Like you have to eat more flesh, basically.
3: Okay.
2: And it's one of those movies. And I know for, I was like, you know, if they made this movie today, it'd be a lot scarier. Because in this movie, what took it out is the music had that like late 90s kind of, I don't, mm. I don't know what to call it. Like it had like it was just really stringy, and it, it was it was almost like they're trying to do nineteen eighties suspense music, but they're trying to make it new age. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? Oh a, yeah, absolutely. And it was just really brought me out because I was like, come on, these dudes are out in the middle of nowhere trying to eat each other. Let's get like no music at all and make it real suspenseful. But uh, yeah, you should check it out. It's really it's a weird movie. I will add that now. Is it as weird as the movie Teeth? That was a weird movie. Are you talking about the woman one? Yeah. Uh well I mean like <laughs> that's all you have to say, the woman one. Well what like what's weird about this movie was you didn't really know if there was the mythical side of it cuz there was, like at first you thought the guy was just crazy and he was just murdering people and he's because he's lost in the wilderness cuz the the whole story kind of begins a little bit like dances with wolves where Guy Pierce's character does a heroic act but then they the the general finds out his heroic act was in result of him being a coward. So he they banish him to an outpost that no one ever wants to go to. Uh, I know it's a little different from Dances of the Wolves. But uh, <laughs> that's the concept. So he's like the journey there. He starts seeing like the wilderness and the, the, the wild people and all that kind of stuff. And that's what kind of sets the backdrop of this dude trying to murder everybody and eat them. Uh, and then, of course, there's a twist towards like halfway through the movie and it's good. But it's one of those I, – I, I can't believe this movie wasn't more popular because you've never heard of it. And it was in the late 90s.
3: Yeah. Um, Of course, late 90s. What was I going through in the late 90s? Who knows?
2: (laughs) Uh, I like that. Raising a preteen. That's the question you have to go. Raising
3: a preteen. There you go.
2: (laughs) But no, really, it had a great cast. I think the the box office, it only made like a million dollars on the opening weekend. Uh, And it just, it only made, I think, overall, made two, three million. Wow. So, and it had all these great, you know, I guess cannibalism just isn't a hot topic today. Would you say not unless it's zombie related? And
3: I think the zombies are going away. Now, did you hear in walking dead that they're this is going to be, this upcoming season is going to be the last one to feature their star. Yeah.
2: Good. That show should have ended like three seasons ago. And that's just my, well,
3: maybe it'll end on a high note. I've noticed this in the past with shows that have held on too long. That when the writers are told, okay, this is the last season, just kind of go to town. where they have freedom? They come up with some wonderful stuff. West Wing is a classic example of that. Yeah, uh, the fourth and fifth seasons, into the sixth season, kind of.
2: Well, what they could, what they could have done is they could have done something similar to Star Trek: The Next Generation, where they started splintering into these other shows, but it featured occasionally and sometimes, you know, part time some of the main characters at the original.
3: Yeah, when you when you have this at the same time now, they tried You're the Walking Dead, which I, I I watched that as long as I could, but then I gave up. It just. It didn't do anything for me. And because they, they said it at the beginning of the zombie outbreak. So they're like, oh, my goodness. If you die at all, you'll be turned into a zombie. Well, the hardest like, thing. Yeah, we know, well, we've known that for years. That's
2: the hardest thing I would say translating stuff from comics or novels into a uh, motion picture or TV show is the concept of time. Because I think that's that's one of the hardest things to show the audience. Like, how long has it really been? You know, so there's some things they can use in the movie, the show. Like, oh, this woman just got pregnant. And then when she gave the next scene, she gave birth. What does that tell you? Oh, it's been nine months. But when The Walking Dead did their thing, I didn't really, I couldn't really follow after a season. I was like, wait a second, it's been a year? And, like, I just didn't really get it. And uh, Yeah, they, like, skipped over
3: winter kind of yeah. stuff. So it's the, it's the next year. But do you like that kind of stuff? And I mean, if it's handled properly, yeah, uh, I do like crossovers. But when they did *Fear the Walking Dead*, of all the possibilities they could have used, uh, that was the wrong one because there's no chance of a crossover,
2: unless you have. No, what you could have done, we could have done is did it in the same town, and then you see Rick's hat in the background, like <laughs> there's
3: Rick, got him. you just going of walk in, yeah. You just
2: hear in the background, "Coral, Coral." Or you can see the guy with the missing hand, someone you know, like you can see him on the building top. Earl. But that's there it, you go. that's a fan favorite.
3: It's so Ravenous, I
2: will. Add yeah, that check to it my out. Book. It uh was it's it on, on Netflix. No, unfortunately I had to rent it. It was three bucks.
3: Was it worth the, okay,
2: was it worth the three bucks? You know what? If you want to watch a weird movie, yes. Like you sit down and watch the full, full length of the movie. Because when I was watching it, I got kind of antsy because I was like, where's this movie going? Because I mean, it's just one of those psychological thrillers where they're stuck in a room together and who's the real murderer and all that kind of stuff. But then, the, when the mythical stuff came about, it was kind of like, okay, I can stand, I can get behind the fantasy aspect of cannibalism. But if it's like true cannibalism, where it's like, oh, this is based off a true story, I'm like, man, I don't want to know this stuff. If that Does that make sense? Yeah. So. And I guess what's one thing I like about fantasy stuff involved in like kind of a a serious topic is it kind of opens more opportunities for the story to go somewhere else where you wouldn't expect it to. Because I I was watching, I was like, oh, so basically these two are going to face off with with one another. And that's the movie. These two characters. But then it kind of did, but it kind of didn't because there's still that mythical side of eating people. So.
3: There you go
2: uh what do you I've, think what do you think society would be like if that was a true spirit thing like if you ate flat human flesh do you think we would like have like kind of like what uh what you know those vampire movies where they have blood banks
3: they're like flesh blank yeah well yeah. yeah there'd be there'd be a big huge uh you think increase in uh cloning you think so that's why uh i love the movie day uh daybreakers yeah the, the vampires, where
2: yeah. 99% of the whole entire world is a vampire. Was Anthony Hopkins in that movie? Who was the old man in that movie? I can't oh, remember. Oh, no, it was Sam Neill. Sam Neill, yeah. yeah, he was
3: the main bad guy. Now, But the, the guy who realizes he's human, I can't remember who that is. Villain Dafoe. Villain Dafoe, that's it, that's it. And, of course, Ethan Hawke. But that was a great movie about, and that's what I Am Legend should have been. Oh, you think so? Well, yeah, because okay, I Am Legend was a book. Okay. And it was about vampires, but they were not monster vampires. And they'd taken over the world. And at the end, you find out that the guy, you know, the last man who's not a vampire. He's the monster. He's not fitting in the new world and gets killed. And then they, they made it into The Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price, where they were vampires. And, and it, it caught it well. Then they remade it as the Omega Man with Charlton Heston in the seventies and they made it, they were kind of like Afro zombies. It was the weirdest thing ever. Uh, and then when Will Smith finally did it, I was looking for because they, they went back to I am legend and they turned him into vampires and horrible, horrible, horrible.
2: Well, I think that's because they had Will Smith. Like someone goes, Hey, we got Will Smith. We should probably focus on him,
3: but you didn't have to have,
2: well, it was kind of like World War zombie Z, zombie vampires. World War Z. I mean, that was just an average movie, but at least they kind of stuck a little bit. Too. Did you hear about
3: the original ending of World War Z? What they what ended up in the cinema was not the ending. Yeah, they re- what, did he
2: like kill his wife and stuff like that?
3: Uh, well, no. What happens is when the plane crashes, you know, they're, they're like taking off. It crashes in Siberia, and he's conscripted by the Russian army. And they find out that cold slows down the 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 zombies. And so that's when they start winning. Meanwhile, his wife is having an affair with the helicopter pilot or the the, the transport airplane pilot. And yeah, it they, they filmed all that and people are like, this is dumb. And so they reshot the ending with... Uh, this is dumb. This is dumb. Now, this is funny. Do you know who wrote World War Z? You. No, not me. He originally wrote a kind of funny zombie book and was talked into kind of turning it into something else he's the son of somebody very famous well he's famous himself now too
2: who um, you don't know do you no i, I okay. do i just want to make sure you killing me here
3: i'm trying to find the name of the uh originals like the zombies guide to to something
2: oh survival guide to a zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. yeah something uh, like that. yeah uh, Brooks' son I can see that. There's a lot of that kind of humor. Max in his book. Brooks. That's interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. He wrote originally he's like the, the the survival guide to a zombie apocalypse is a joke. <clears throat> now, see, I, I thought the best idea would just line your house with a lot of inward facing treadmills. Okay. So if they get up to your house, they're just on the treadmill. <laughs> they can't get any closer to the window. That That's, would be my. That would yeah. be my thought.
2: That's your master plan. That's
3: my master plan for surviving <laughs> the zombie apocalypse. Zombie.
2: At least we got power. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah that's right no power <laughs> never mind well no you put them on the treadmill and you hook uh, up the, the treadmill generator- and that generates the power <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> there you go okay when the zombie apocalypse happens you're coming with me my friend i mean you just got to use those zombies guys those warm bodies or the cold bodies i don't really know well, you know we're gonna take a break, but okay. the reason we're doing some pancake songs is because <laughs> the biggest news of 2018 happened. IHOP is changed has is changing their name. You know, because they really need to do that. Well,
3: with the name change comes the logo change, and that's where the punchline is. Well,
2: you know what? I was thinking when you when I was reading that and you were telling me about it, I go, well, I wonder what Denny's would do. Well, they're trying Denny's Grill and Denny's Diner. Well, Denny's, Denny's I thought it was Diner. always kind of called Denny's Diner. Well, but, was, no, but,
3: but no, with the, they're making it like 50s retro with aluminum yeah. outside. They're calling Denny's Classic Diner. But I don't think they'd ever change their name. Okay. Well, like, they, no, they didn't change to a female name. Like Wendy's? Yeah. Have you seen Wendy's, uh, their, their social media person on the Twitter?
2: Yeah, they're pretty good. Oh, they're awesome. That's the reason social media exists. You're listening to (laughs) Mornings Lone Star. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
3: Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit irlonestar.com/conroe culture. Yeah, I like pancakes. Did you hear me? I like
1: pancakes. Yeah, I like pancakes.
2: All right, welcome back. Warren's Lone Star, Montgomery County's Morning Radio, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Conrad's FM 104.5, 106.1 Live Show. Yo. We are talking about IHOP changing their name, and they haven't fully revealed it, but it has a B in it instead of a P. Yeah, it's I I-H-O-B, a- I-H-O-B and they're saying, oh, well, tune in on June the 12th, I think. And why, why do you think they're doing this?
3: The same reason why Kentucky Fried Chicken changed their name to KFC. It's easier. Well, to roll. It's not, well, that was easier to roll off the top. But to no, get like, away from Kentucky. And they literally fry.
2: have a day called Inter- International Pancake Day or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they can't have that anymore because they're not the pan- house of pancakes. Yep,
3: they I think this is a new Coke thing. They're going to try it. So it's going to be IHOB. They're they're just basically going to rotate the the P into a B. Use the same font. Uh, that uh. Kind of messes up their logo because their logo, the uh, O and the P, with the the curved line underneath, made it look like smiling—two eyes and nose and smiling. Well, with the P becoming a B, there's no more nose, so it's messing with their logo. They're doing this whole thing on social media. Yeah, what do you think B stands for? And of course, people are coming up with all kinds of stuff. Never ask the public what you think, what they think. And but here's the total punchline. And if you want to look these up, you can look up the new logo, iHob. Yeah. With the O and the B. Well, they haven't changed their social media. It still says iHop. Yeah, because it's, it's this is gonna happen on June the 12th, I think. Uh, okay. Is the big announcement. But there is a brand of tampon called OB. And I swear to God, it's the same font and everything for the uh for it. So that was just they they didn't look into this. <laughs> and yeah. International House of Tampons, I guess. Mm, no, gross. Let's know. not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. But yeah, so what do you think the B is going to be? I, I, I'm pretty confident it's going to be breakfast. I
2: hope it is. Well, I'm that's a like, big why go- else would I go to IHOP for a hamburger?
3: Well, it could be for burgers or, or something. But that's the thing. It's when you're asking people, what do you think well, it is? What they
2: did wrong is now Waffle House has the corner. They do market on. A, they absolutely do. So, which, I, my opinion, it's always been better than IHOP. We, so. we
3: got to go to the uh uh one just down the street here.
2: Yeah, I go there pretty much once a week. Well, let me know the next time you go. I'm, I'll go with you. I usually go in the mornings. Okay. But uh, now I'm going to live next door to one. <laughs>
3: so, I'll Dick's going to get some padding like Skippy has because uh, he's going to be Oh, eat, easy. Eat
2: well, actually, it. no. You, what we do, usually I take Holly, and Holly and I split, split the breakfast. Holly weighs 42 pounds. Yeah, but, closed. like, it's enough food, the, 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 the big one, All-American.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It Okay. It's enough food for both of us because it comes with a waffle. Like, I can't eat waffles, but I can eat, like, a quarter of a waffle.
3: Okay, I got gotcha. you. Well, with us moving back into the house this weekend, or this weekend, this weekend, uh, our Denny's trips will will plummet, and they'll wonder what happened to us because, obviously, we've been living next door to a Denny's for the last several
2: months. No. Is that why you look that certain? You have that certain glow. <laughs> yes, that certain stave puff puffiness. Yeah. Did you ever get a lunch you ever get lunch or dinner meal at Denny's? Mm-hmm. I've never. There uh, they
3: actually now I was bummed because they had this uh, uh t- a salmon skillet, which is amazing. Okay, and then they got rid of it. They changed their menu. I'm like, well, we have the salmon dinner. I'm like, no, the, the skillet was just awesome. But, yeah, no, they have a decent dinner and, and late night. Now, you tend to go to Denny's for the breakfast. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. IHOP, no one buys a burger at IHOP. You go for the breakfast. Now, I'm not a pancake fan, but I love their crepes. So that's why I go to IHOP. So I'm just interested to see. I'm sure the, the B stands for breakfast, which, of course, it, it is, which means why did you have everyone built up? What do you think it means? Because you know they're going to come up with stupid stuff. and then
2: I just can't imagine the guy who has to – to quality control everything now so basically they have to order all the new signs and is it cost efficient or do they have have a whole new sign can we just replace the p with the b and then you have to change all the menus Mm -hmm. it's almost like they were bored because ihop's been around for what a long time i mean 30 years oh longer than that they were around when i was like I would believe. I mean, that's. I mean, they had to have been bored to make a decision like this. Well,
3: unless maybe their uh, uh, their stock was going down.
2: You think you think this is a cash out? Like they they bumped the stock by a couple percent and they're like, all right, sell out. That'd be stupid. Yeah, it was started off. Why would my- you even buy IHOP stock? Is it really? Is it a publicly traded company? I would presume so. Uh, hold on. Well, they it- probably have that cool ticker IHOP, so everyone knows what it is. <laughs>
3: Yes, it's a 1958, and remember again, it was International House of Pancakes, and they shortened it to IHOP.
2: Yeah, and again, much like Kentucky
3: Fried Chicken, well, I always, shortened it to you KFC. know when
2: I when I the ones I've been to, it says International House of Pancakes underneath. Mm-hmm. So I always thought it was just like that's what you called it, but then the shortened name was IHOP because that made sense.
3: Yeah. Is IHOP rolls better off the tongue? Same thing with KFC over Kentucky Fried Chicken. Plus, they wanted to get away from the fried stuff. Now, maybe their desire to let people know, "Hey, we're more than pancakes," but
2: no one All thinks on, they that. want to get away from the fried stuff. But KFC, they have...
3: no KFC. I was doing two separate thought. KFC changed their name to get away from the, the fried aspect of their chicken because of
2: health. But but Kentucky Fried. Chicken stands for KFC.
3: Right. So, it, But they got rid of the name into the—
2: Oh, they, the word for IHOP fried?
3: could be trying to change pancake to breakfast to say, well, we're not just pancakes. But no one believes that. We all know that IHOP is more That's than That's what I'm pancakes. saying.
2: That's like this is—it's like somebody was bored. You think there was one person going, oh, we really need to change the name. Like, we're not just pancakes. I was like, But no, we literally are. We're the house of pancakes. That's what we're known for. Kind of like Waffle House. They're known for waffles. They do not serve pancakes there. I think you can convince them to make you a pancake, but like I don't think they can make you pancakes on the menu. Hmm. Well,
3: I'm looking at their their numbers, the revenue. Everything's kind of it looks like up. Oh, they acquired Applebee's apparently. Who knew that?
2: Maybe that's what it's part of.
3: Who knows? But we will find out when they have their big announcement. That's boring. Yeah, that's boring. Well, just just check out the the the, the, the go to feminine hygiene in your nearest. uh Kroger, look up that that brand that I was talking about, and then compare it to the new iHob Lobo. And iHob, I mean like hob, I think hobble. It's not a good thing. IHOP, you're hopping to IHOP. So I think it's just bad news all around on that one.
2: Yeah. Let's get into the Me Too movement real quick. Okay. The, the ongoing right. saga of the Bill Clinton sport. <laughs> Brendan Fraser who kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. He's an actor. He disappeared from—I think his, like, last big movie was that Mummy Dragon Emperor movie, and which I actually saw. But uh, he uh, set a— Well, you
3: also book. saw Ravenous and Eat,
2: Pray, Love, so I think that bar set pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I wasted my time with these things. Except for Ravenous. I guess Suffering that, for your art. Eat, and Pray, Pray, Love. Now, that was a movie that needed to never be made, and I'm still surprised, like— they need, to a, they need to do a follow-up because – I told you about the woman, right? Remind me. So it's a memoir. Uh-huh. And so I'm watching this movie, and it's all about finding yourself, blah, blah, blah. She ends up marrying this you know, Brazilian banker. And then so I go online. I'm like, hey, this woman seemed to go through a lot, you know? So let's see where she is today. And so today she divorced this guy, falls in love with her 15-year-best friend woman. So she becomes a lesbian and she goes, the reason that she fell in love with her because when she was diagnosed with cancer, she wanted to dedicate all of her being to this, her best friend. And it just so happened she fell in love with her while doing it. Hmm, And And I'm like, so that would have been a cool ending to a movie. Well— Because you would never have seen that coming. Prepare for the sequel. Well, it's like how Stella got her groove back. You know, there was a big empowerment movie,
3: and yeah, well, you find out the guy was a total scam artist in reality, and, and she had to divorce him, and it turned out really messy. But let's not—you <laughs> don't want to do a sequel movie to that. Yeah. Because very empowering.
2: Well, the Brand Fraser thing, the reason I wanted to bring that up is, you know, we talked about Morgan Freeman. hmm You know, he got accused. Right. Now, this is what this is where I'm going with my my, my mindset now when I read these things is I start going into the story exactly what happened. Because some of it is really funny in a, in a weird, twisted way. And in another way, it's like real serious. So the Brennan Fraser thing is really weird. I don't know if you read anything about it, like what his account is. So there's an article written, uh, in the, it's called therap.com. And this is his quote. Frazier goes, his left hand reaches around, grabs my cheek, and one of his fingers touches me in a private part. And he starts moving it around. And so I know it's kind of funny, but it's really – and he goes – he felt violated because i I, that's probably one of the worst feelings in the world anyone could go through. But then I go, what did Morgan Freeman do? You know what Morgan Freeman did? Mm. Someone was giving him an interview. And it was during that movie – evan is it not Evan Almighty? That movie, remember where – Bruce
3: Almighty. Bruce
2: Almighty and he played God? Yeah. So the the interviewer lady goes – if you if you were God, what would like what kind of things would you do? And he's like he like just said like off the cuff like oh I'd make it, like I make you not wear clothes.
3: I think Morgan Freeman and I'm I, you know this is based on my personal thoughts and just what I've been reading about it. he's a dirty old man,
2: but I'm saying lecherous. that like that was like in the public. It was I mean yeah, like, And I'm thinking to myself you're gonna go through all this trouble and finally a report on this guy. Like, well,
3: I'm not downplaying the fact that that women historically have been on the receiving end of all kinds of misogyny, from from glass ceiling to, hey, darling, get me this, to you know, patting a, a stewardess on the hiney, or even calling them stewards as, as, instead of flight attendants. I mean, I get that. So I'm not downplaying any aspect of that whatsoever. It's, but I think there is a subtle difference, and much like when they were trying to say that George, this woman's saying, George Bush sexually assaulted me, and then it was, he told a dirty joke in front of his wife. And it wasn't even a dirty joke. It was just a bad pun. And, and even Barbara's going, George, I'll well, I mean, like laughing at it. To
2: me, it's the intention. And if somebody's doing an interview and you're doing like you're asking questions, so you expect a response immediately. And that's the first thing he said. I mean, I, I don't think it's I think it's completely different from what Vernon Frazier went through, where he was just talking to somebody and someone came from behind. And they're trying to play it off as like a dirty, you know, bro code kind of thing. Mm-hmm. and Like, that's not bro code, man. Unless you, unless I mean, I know you know the locker room mentality mm-hmm. with with guys is completely different from with girls. And again,
3: we're going through a a huge shift because you know locker room stuff. There are the the flicking towels, you know, pow and, yeah. and cracking jokes and being dirty. And that's historically what's happened. Nowadays, someone could rightfully, and again, I'm not judging, that get offended by it or be feeling comfortable. But nowadays lives can be ruined
2: well that's what i was saying about the morgan freeman deal because typically with the, the stars being accused it's something underlined, like they did it when i was alone in a hotel room mm-hmm. or something that like like, man that's like the intention's really bad there like why would he be doing that but apparently this is like while he was walking on the red carpet and- well yeah there were
3: many cases of him being inappropriate you know saying inappropriate things and again you know, I just can't say this enough, and you know, I don't want anyone freaking out that I'm defending anyone. If he actually assaulted someone, or actually, truly, sexually harassed someone, and someone, you know, Weinstein. Well, that's, someone. Well, that's
2: why I'm interested in seeing Weinstein's case because he turned himself in, and I'm interested in, in reading the actual court case in the sense of like, what are they going to prove here? Because a lot of it's all been hearsay, and I think a couple people have recorded, like his 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 the. His language. There but could be a
3: blue dress somewhere.
2: I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see what the New York people folks have enough to build a case against him because this is very similar to— oh, the, he's been charged with rape. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, this, so this is not just uh, and, and, he talk dirty to well, me. Well, the worst thing about it is if he chooses a jury trial— they're going to throw everything they got at him because mm-hmm. everyone just hates this dude. Well,
3: I think he's hoping, and I think I believe his dude,
2: ego— Do you think our justice system is going to do him justice, even though everyone hates him? But he has a right to a fair speedy trial. He has a right to a fair, and a, speedy, a trial. Right to
3: fair and speedy trial. And but no one's going to— He like, has a right to face his accusers, and he has a right to defend himself vigorously, yeah. which means, unfortunately, but
2: he can—every dirty— aspect going to could third this grade. Could this end up being something similar to, like, the OJ trial, where everyone knows he's guilty, Mm-mm. but then he comes out clean? Nope. Because out. OJ trial, there was a lot of, well, I mean, we you,
3: can't be racist, so we got to let him go. Well, I
2: mean, no. I mean, like, I, I I, would not be surprised if something like that happens. But someone, I mean. It could, but that's
3: why, again, OJ having because Marsha Clark totally fumbled the ball. And the Dream Team, uh, OJ Simpsons, uh, grabbed it and ran with it. The the glove was, well, that was a free <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't mean sorry, I didn't mean to do a little football pun there.
2: Uh oh Marsha Clark was terrible. Well, I know, but I I'm just I'd be interested to see what they present in that specific case. Because it's something like uh like you know, recently in the news that Trump uh commuted a sentence to a grandmother. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, linked to Kim Kardashian kind of bringing up—I don't know if it was that specific case. Is that what she went to the White House for? Is this, yeah,
3: well, to talk about— her relative? Well, it was the
2: great-grandmother. Her great-grandmother. Yeah. Okay. And—, and what, was that, what was that called? Do no. me a favor, scratching my back? Well, their status quo, or quid pro quo—not status quo, quid pro quo. I mean, can't you get in trouble for that? No, because what did she Ooh. offer in return? Quid pro quo means she I do, what you said, do for you. She probably said, "Hey, I'm not going to say anything mean about you on Twitter." Well, here's the thing. I mean, if just you think, going back
3: to Me Too real quick before we go to that. Uh, you know, we we got the Bill Clinton tour you, still you, happening. Well, you
2: realize we're like six tweets away from a like a a revolution, right? <laughs> if you got all Taylor Swift fans, all Justin Bieber's fans, and all Kim Kardashian fans, if you got them together, that'd be a force to reckon with, right there. They just wouldn't know what to do. Well, they just need their leaders to tell them what to do. Yeah, great. Well, Ford. I mean, no. look look at the the, out, the outrage of Kanye West.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, everyone loved Kanye West when he's like George Bush hates black people. Yeah, yeah, speak the truth, Kanye. And then Kanye, I love President Trump. Oh, you're
2: selling out. You're an Uncle Tom. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they, they have the power on Twitter. Like these people don't exist to me but in nothing, my mind.
3: Here's the here's the thing. I, I do want to go back to the Me Too, but to talk about the cool. uh, Kardashian thing. Now I swore that you know I, I hate the Kardashians. You hate them with a man, white hot passion. Man, you got existence.
2: some weird relationships They're with people exist. you don't know.
3: The Kardashians are famous because the mother released a sex tape of the daughter to get famous. That's not true though.
2: That's not proven true. Not proven true. So you can't like. I mean, you always okay. you're jumping a lot.
3: The Kardashians are famous because a sex tape was mysteriously released. I thought they were and famous because their dad by- defended OJ. Oh, well, here's the thing. Robert Kardashian, ask any kid who loves Kim Kardashian right now who her dad was. And they'll say, "Was the guy that became the woman? Oh,
2: that's right. Man, that family has all sorts of things going on with Right. Them. That's what I'm saying. It's, Can it's- you imagine Thanksgiving? <laughs> So,
3: with that in now mind, now the grandmother's the great Thanksgiving, all right? Now, with that in mind, that I truly hate all things Kardashian. I mean, I truly do. Well, how about they Kim I, Kardashian has affected positively policy in the administration more than policy? any some uh, uh prison reform?
2: But how though? I don't see all I know is she got her great grandmother when the president out of jail.
3: commutes. Well, it was a life sentence. When a president commutes a sentence or pardons, it 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 has the legal impact about
2: why. You can't
3: do it for a buddy. There has to be reasons for it. I feel like he did it
2: for a buddy. But there have to be legal
3: reasons for it. It could be, you know, basically along the veins of this person doesn't deserve to be in jail her
2: whole life be in prison
3: for her whole life. Well, this life woman life.
2: was involved with like 19 tons of cocaine.
3: Well, and, and that's the thing, you know what? And people died as a result of that. I'm sure there could have been car, cartel stuff, but it opens the dialogue. But the simple fact that Kardashian took her celebrity to get into the White House and to talk to him about that, not going on TV and using the C word and then saying, oh, I'm just trying to reclaim this word or doing a Jimmy Kimmel and be, trying to become an expert on all things, healthcare, when you don't know what you're talking about, or basically just p- vomiting out the DNC talking well, points see, of the day. Well,
2: what's crazy to me is this happened a while back, and so this is from the court case. So uh, her name was
3: uh, Alice Marie Johnson.
2: Ali Alice Marie Johnson is how he said. Okay, yeah. So Johnson's convention involved, involved a multi-million dollar Houston to Memphis cocaine operation that ran from June 1991 to September 1994. Authorities said it was fueled by drugs that were, uh, originated from with the Cali drug cartel from Columbia. Uh, confessed drug dealers identified Johnson as one of the two ringleaders for the Memphis operation. The trial lasted three weeks. Testimony from 40 witnesses. There were more than 180 exhibits that included cocaine with the estimate street value of $2.5 And they all pointed, most of them pointed to her.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So why do you think she got commuted then?
3: I don't know. I need to find out the reasoning beyond behind it, but the hypocrisy is kind of funny that the left tends to go, oh, drugs, you know, they're not decriminalized everything. So basically this woman's drug history was decriminalized, which is exactly what they want, but since it was a Trump thing, because if you remember, Obama was notorious for commuting so many drug-related sentences. Yes. We're talking cocaine, not, not pot. We're talking cocaine. This harm. woman
2: did cocaine. She she claimed she was never in the same room as it. That's what she kind of claimed. She was the phone. She was the lookout person. She said,
3: and that could be it. Uh,
2: And the unfortunate scenario in her case was everyone pointed to her, so everyone took plea deals and said it was her. It was her. It was her. Like over ten times. So that's what got her a life sentence. Yeah. Hold
3: on. And I'm looking up. I'm trying to Uh, compare the the number of Uh, uh, pardons here.
2: I bet she's going to IHOP later. Right? <laughs> Is that the first thing you do? Right. But going back to the, uh, the Me Too movement real quick. Well, let's take a just... break, and we'll get back to that. Okay. okay? Did you see Clinton? Bill? Uh, he came back again?
3: Yeah. He's still saying, he's, he's trying to cover it up, and he's just making it worse. It's funny.
2: That's uh, Typically, crack. that's what he does, right? <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back on Mornings and <laughs> Star.
1: Yeah, I like pancakes. Did you hear me?
0: Conroe C on 936 266 7632.
2: We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. How about you? Now we gotta
1: pour the milk, pour, pour the milk, pour the milk, pour, pour the milk, pour, 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 pour pour, pour the milk. We got something to eat. Then we gotta mix the batter. Mix, mix the batter.
2: Welcome back. We're learning how to make pancakes here on Mornings Alone Star. Pancake, pancake. You know what this reminds me of? This song is on YouTube. It reminds me of those creepy videos kids just like are always on their tablets watching. Mm -hmm. Because they actually sat down and made this for kids. It sounds like the Wiggles meet. Yeah. It's called Cuckoo Kangaroo. That's the band.
3: Okay, it could be a Wiggles offshoot, you know, like, yeah, because I, I loved the Wiggles. My daughter loved them growing up. We we saw the Wiggles in concert. They were great. They had a lot of stuff for the adults, too, to make it worth their while. Like booze? No, no, just a lot of jokes that went over the kids' heads, but it was for the parents. So there was little, them letting the parents know. We, at, we, we see know, you. Yeah, we, we see, see you. you. We know you're here. We know you paid for all of this. So, uh, yeah, the the Wiggles are pretty cool. Yeah, Bill Clinton is still trying to uh, convince the world that he's the victim in the whole set. Lewinsky uh, thing. Where am I seeing this? <clears throat> so on CBS the other day, CBS this morning, he and John Patterson were doing what they thought was a book tour because they co-wrote a book, The President is Missing. And CBS, of course, is very kind of Clinton friendly. So Bill was taken aback when he was asked questions. Well, the, w- what about the Me Too movement today? You know, what if it had been back there when you were president? And you did this, and Clinton got, like, red in the face and angry. You can tell him, And you're realizing this is why he really wasn't out there for Hillary when Hillary was stumping for president. Yeah. Where was Bill? He really wasn't by her side a lot, you know, holding hands and, you know, waving the other hand in the air. And it's for that very reason. It, it's very hypocritical. How many books has this guy written? Patterson?
2: About no. About Clinton. Well, I, guess, I mean, like, I don't think
3: he's written any of them. Okay. But so he got really, then he was saying, Well, you know, her uh, Lewinsky's uh, uh, talk, you know, accusing me, put me $16 million in debt and making it all about him and that him saying, uh, was like, Well, have you ever apologized to her? Of course I apologize to her. And then later he said, Well, I've never apologized to her face to face, but I apologize to everybody. And, that, and then Patterson piped oh, up.
2: You mean the one person that actually needs the apology? Right. And then Patterson piped up and was trying to say,
3: Well, this was 20 years ago, which just made it worse. Oh, then you know, if it was only twenty if it's twenty years ago, let's all forget about it. No, that's the that's what people hate about like the Roman Polanski situations. Oh, it happened thirty years ago, and even the grown up uh victim is, is forgiven him. Doesn't matter. You don't get let the victim have the choice of punishment or not. Never. Yeah. No. It D- doesn't matter. And so then the next day he tried to go on like an well, apology tour, but it made it even worse with him going on about how this has affected him and he has to live with this every day of his life. And and it, it's it's funny i think they're about to shut him down
2: well what's weird about it is people connect is like oh this isn't good for the democratic party but what does he do for the democratic party he is
3: no he is their lion
2: he's the new kennedy he's the new teddy kennedy remember
3: their former lion the the lion of the democratic party was but he doesn't teddy like, what's his
2: current occupation when he does his Private taxes citizen. he's just a pri- like he just self-employed
3: uh, well yeah uh, clinton foundation
2: Okay, so no, I'm trying to
3: figure like, out like cohead probably
2: because I know there's like ripple effect happens with with things like this, but I never knew, I never thought of as him as an important figure at all after after he left his presidency. Like I was like, oh, he's done. Like no one. Well, really cares. it was to
3: prop up Hillary. That that was, I think, what his plan was.
2: Well, similar to her. Like, what is she doing now that it has? I mean, I know she has some influence over. Oh, Oregon. sorry. What
3: are you doing? I'm putting on our show so I can read comments. Oh,
2: okay. And no, I, I was I was thinking about what influence she still has, and I, I, I do you think it's any? Because I don't, I wouldn't want any influence from her. Uh, Hillary Clinton is the de facto I mean, head of the DNC. The, well, who
3: likes losers? Well, no. Well, here's the thing: the uh, the Clinton Foundation, the Clintons funded.
2: No, I, I, I understand. DNC I understand the conspiracy, all that Well, no, it's stuff. not a conspiracy. Well, I meant more it's, of actually, like the intentional. I get that. That's, I, that's a quid that, pro that quo. That was two years ago. But, but I'm talking about okay, today. No, but hold on. That's a quid
3: pro quo. So, okay, I'm going to give you 100, you know, 50 million dollars to keep going. Like, like it's
2: weird to me that keep someone me, would still book her, like for a speech or something. Because people,
3: the, the people. I mean, she says things that some people want. I hear. guess this
2: brings the publicity to your whatever it is, because people are going to talk about it for a day or two. But I don't get it. Like, I don't, like, why is, why is Bill Clinton being interviewed by Patterson? What's going on? Just for his book? Is that like what he was yeah, supposed that, to be yeah, doing? Yeah, it was,
3: it was Clinton and Patterson together.
2: Okay. The president is missing. Yeah. Oh, and not a and great then title.
3: after that debacle, Clinton showed up by himself on another show and Patterson showed up by himself on another show. So.
2: Okay. So that's what, okay. okay. Now, I'm, to inter- I'm just trying to understand why he's, why we're talking about him.
3: Now, am I hearing this right? I, I, I'm catching up on the comments.
2: We were talking about Waffle House, but do, do they not do pancakes at all? No, I told you. Like, the only way you can do it is if you know a dude, who knows a dude, who can give you another phone number for a lady, and then they'll do it for you. That's the only way you're going to be able to get pancakes at Waffle House.
3: Well, that just—
2: I've cooked at a Waffle House before. You would bathe in Waffle House syrup? No, one time I went, and I was really—it was probably like—I think it was like 3 a.m. or something like that. And uh, they they have like the night staff, and it was after the night staff left, so nobody was really there. And so I I asked the guy if I could help him cook, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, sure." <laughs> so I, I made <laughs> myself some hash brown eggs, and I he you know, was weird as I paid for it. I was like, "I'll pay for it." Just let me make it. Let
3: me make it, please. Uh, I'm reading uh, some comments here. So uh, as far as Alice Marie Johnson went, uh, Brett tells us the prosecutors in the case broke up the drug amounts into individual units so they could stack multiple charges, and her, quote, life sentence was multiple consecutive sentences. Now, if that was legal, you know, it's something to be done if it's fair, and I think that's what the whole commutation were. Remember, there's a difference between a commutation and a pardon. No one's been pardoned from the crime. It's not like, okay, you're no longer a felon. It, that's still on the record. It's the, the thought was this punishment does not fit the crime. You've you served enough time. Uh, <laughs> Dennis. Uh, uh, okay, Uh Dennis says, say anything negative about Trump and watch watch Skippy Bristol. Oh, I will disagree. It's I'm not a fan of hypocrisy uh, or idiocy, but, uh, yeah, I really wish Trump would get off Twitter from time to time. There you go. He says some stuff that just makes me cringe. So, yeah, it's not that I'm a Trump apologist by any stretch of the imagination, but he is the president of the United States, and he's the target of
2: some really
3: funky stuff here. And i just like to call out hypocrisy wherever possible.
2: I wish I could be in charge of making up stuff about him because yeah. I think I would have a lot of fun doing that.
3: Now, Brett started to say something, and I got to agree with this, about uh, he says Hillary would have crushed the Weinstein scandal as harshly as she crushed, crushed Bill's many scandals if it had happened back in the day. Now, let's ask ourselves one question, and, and this is not a pro-Trump, anti-Hillary anything. Imagine where we would be right now news-wise with the Me Too movement and everything else had Hillary won. Because that was the I expectation. I think it was just
2: everything would have been normal.
3: No, they were, well, normal. That's what I'm saying. They were sweeping all these things under the rug because there was the expectation she was going to win. So, oh, we're going to make sure there's no hint of impropriety. We're talking Russian. Remember, the only physical evidence of any collusion with Russia was the hacking of the DNC servers, which the DNC wouldn't let the FBI even look at. Like, oh, we're going to handle this internally. So all of this, because uh, remember, the, these, these struck page uh, texts, that are coming out by the thousands, the email server scandal, all of it, none of it would have ever come to light at all. Remember Obama saying when they just knew Hillary was going to win, there's no way he was telling Putin, stop it. And He actually called Putin out and said, we know what you're doing, stop it. And then he told the American people, Obama told the American people, there is no way they could, our democracy is set up in such a way, our republic is set up in such a way that you can't affect the outcome of an election. Obama's actually saying this, but now it's like, oh, no, they, they influenced the election. None of this would have come to light. It all would have been swept under the rug. Weinstein, email servers, nuclear uh, uranium one,
2: the Iran Yeah, but no, deal. that didn't result in anything. I think the Weinstein thing is the only thing no, that actually has some
3: result. That's because the other things, instead of being moved forward. And that's not even completed yet. Uh, that's because these other issues, instead of being moving forward, they're being cropped quashed every possibility. The IG's report on the email server scandal is, it was written, it was done, but now they're not releasing it because it's going around different hands. And that's why the president is going, I hope they're not changing it. And so- It's all circus. It it, it is. But just imagine the world we'd be in right now, If we could eat
2: each other and then (laughs) absorb our powers, (laughs) yeah, that that would be an interesting world we'd live in, don't you think? I agree. What, uh- yeah, there you go.
3: So uh, when, when's our break coming up? I'm not looking. In like time. two minutes. Two minutes. Well, when we come back from break, we can talk about some local stuff. Yeah. But uh, here's something for, you know, uh, Amazon struck the deal with UPS, right?
2: They also struck a deal for the Premier League soccer. Well,
3: here's the thing with Amazon. They may be regretting this. 90% of UPS workers.
0: Or is it USPS have, or no, UPS. UPS? Okay.
3: Have voted to strike. This and yeah, this can make te- yeah, this our, make Bezos 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 however you pronounce his name yeah make him wish he'd stuck with USPS the United States Postal Service because I don't think you know if they go on strike the president can just you know like Reagan with the air traffic controllers boot them out and get new ones but yeah so that could be coming up bad that your Amazon Prime deliveries may be held back because now they still got the
2: USPS they'll do, make it work
3: so the so the deal wasn't a a uh, uh, exclusive deal
2: i don't know no you sure they own amazon has stock in the united states Postal service
3: they do a good and then i'm glad so. bezos padded his bets there hedged his bets don't forget uh taste fest is this afternoon um before yeah. we go to break uh do we have any tickets left to get? yeah if
2: you want some tickets uh we'll ask the question <laughs> what movie were we talking about earlier that I watched that I'm going to review on the ticket stuff. There you go. And
3: that? even if you give the wrong answer, we'll probably give you tickets. Yeah,
2: there you go. We'll be right back. Maureen's a <laughs> Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com.
3: Pancakes.
1: How about you? Yeah, I like pancakes.
0: Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM, That is Conroe's FM 104.5,
1: 106.1.
3: Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. He's still Dick. I'm still Skippy. Check us out. I'm waving at the camera. We're on YouTube Live. You can also catch it on Facebook Live. If you're a traditionalist, catch us on your Conroe dial, 104.5, 106.1, or worldwide streaming, IRLoneStar.com. We also podcast our shows every night. It's around 8 o'clock. Dick puts it up. So there you go. We are happily sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Thank you so much for your continued sponsorship. Weather, it is 85 degrees, high of 93 today, kind of partly cloudy all day, only, uh, oh, 10% chance of rain. How about that? Humidity down to a low 72 degrees, so it only feels like 94 degrees. And the official Lone Star weather tree outside our window lets me know winds are coming out of the south at six miles an hour. So next few days through Sunday, uh, sunny and partly cloudy, high in the lower 90s. High, uh, Sorry, highs in the lower 90s, lows in the mid-70s. Uh, Monday, maybe some thunderstorm. And traffic, I'm going to presume, is just like rocking and rolling
2: yep, right now. Yep, yep, yep. Ew. Yep, yep, yep. We got a uh, taste fest event tonight with a Lake Connor Connor Chamber of Commerce. So special thanks to those guys put on that event. If you have won tickets with us and things like that, please enjoy tonight. I know I'm kind of skipping out on lunch today because I might have a light lunch. I haven't had
3: breakfast. I, 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 if I eat lunch, it'll be like a few biscuits. I wonder if I- IHOB's
2: going to be there. <laughs> but we'll That's see. That's just
3: the dumbest. I'm telling you, I think this is a. I, I was talking uh, with uh, I think it was Brett the other day, uh, day about the the new Coke thing. The whole thing was a setup. Uh, you know, they wanted to change the formula, so the whole debacle of new Coke was was planned. Okay. And so because the, they wanted to get rid of the uh, the cane sugar, and the only way they could do that was by say, we have a new flavor. Oops, oh, didn't work. Okay, we're going to go back to the original. But remember when they went back to classic, they said even that won't be the original because we had to, we lost some of our contracts, and because <laughs> who thought that new Coke would have would have one done a thing it tasted horrible i'm wondering if this i hob thing it's again even the name we all want to go i hop the puzz, the power thing and buzz hobble
2: well I I, I I this is gonna hurt them in the and again, end.
3: house of hobbits what if they have hobbits serving well, you maybe Hobbit holes? what if it's middle earth food what le- oh are we use and sausage yeah yeah the uh the whey bread you know the, the the elves give frodo and sam and one little loaf of bread lasts for like Months and makes you feel good, and then the the special wine, or, or or like Shire food, just sa- they have second breakfast. What about second breakfast? I think you're the only one really to
2: be excited about that.
3: No, there are others. If you're excited about the possibility of iHob standing for Inter- International House of Hobbits, where you get Shire food, let us know. Pipe up on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. Call us nine three six six four seven three seven seven six and let me know I'm not alone in this.
2: Yeah, I don't know what I'm looking forward to tonight though, food wise. <sighs>
3: Oh, I'm going to do special stomach striking. I'm, I'm going to like purge myself and just get ready for it. And I'm going to bring Mrs. Skippy with me. So you're going to be there, right? Yeah. yeah with 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 the
2: little one? Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Yeah.
3: Cool. Yeah. So if you want tickets, we got tickets for you. Let us know. Give us a call or, or buzz us and we'll have some tickets ready for you from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Lone Star Convention Center in Conroe. If you live down in the Houston area, it's a schlep up, but... Tons of free food, and your ticket gets you two adult drinks along with that. Just thought I'd throw that out there. So let us know what you want. Yeah. So what, anything else you want to be talking about? Well, yeah. So I'm a man's man, and I get that. I've done things that would curl some other people's hair, but uh, I know what I'm afraid of. And spiders and snakes are two of them. Okay. I'm just I'm mortally terrified, and I know it's a phobia. There's nothing realistic about it. So I, I got to lead into this the other day. I, got a, I was at my mom's house helping her out, and I left. Got back to the hotel room about 10 minutes later. So it's been a half an hour since I've seen my mother's calls. She's got this tone of voice. Son, you need to get back out here. now. Mom, are you okay? Yes, but I can't move. What is it? There's a snake in my house. Now, I'm thinking she's joking, right? Because there's no way. I'm like, yeah, all right. No, seriously, I'm looking at it. Mom, are you sure it's not one of your fern leaves that's falling up? No, it's moving its head. We're looking at each other. It's in the kitchen. I don't know if it's poisonous. So I have her describe it to me and I'm looking it up and it, apparently it's a garter snake or a grass snake. It's green with a yellow or a white stripe down it or yellow stripe. I'm freaking because I know I got to handle this as yeah. the dutiful son. But I am, when I say I'm mortally terrified of snakes, I mean this is like worst nightmare come true. So what does Skippy do? He very bravely puts his mother on hold and calls his wife to say, you. Meet me at mom's house so you can take care of this snake and I'll cover you. So I make my wife drive out there. These
2: are things you don't admit.
3: I, I'm a man's man. I will admit to this. So we get there. I'm I'm looking in the kitchen. My you know, finally I get in there. So I'm sharing her this room, sharing the kitchen with a snake. So that's a big thing for me. And you can tell it's it's thin. It's 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 I was freaked out as my mom's. My mom is freaked out as it. So I let my mom go outside. I'm staring down the snake. I'm trying not to wet myself. Finally, Mrs. Kippy shows up with a pillowcase. She goes for it. It starts moving. I start screaming. She gets it, takes it outside. I'm like, you take it way the hell down the cul-de-sac. Oh, oh you know, across water. So I'm, le- I told that story to lead up to this one. Uh, a man came across a rattlesnake. He and his wife. And this is Corpus Christi man. Uh, Jennifer Sutcliffe was the wife. She hasn't named the husband, but come across a rattlesnake. He beheads it with a shovel. Okay. Which is what well, you're than a didn't.
2: shovel. Clearly.
3: <laughs> he reaches down to pick up the body of the snake. The decapitated head is still going for it and bites him and nearly kills him. It had so much venom in that, in the area. Cause it didn't have the, the rest of the body that the man almost died. Uh, she tries to get to the hospital He's failing too fast, so they actually meet the ambulance halfway. Ambulance realize they're not going to get him the hospital in time, so they uh, not life flight, but the you know yeah. The, they, they I mean, when you
2: get that's a weird thing about snake bites. In my like, when you read stories, it's either like, oh, hey, he's fine, or like, no, he has like six minutes to live. Well,
3: here's the thing: typically, someone bitten by a rattlesnake needs two to four doses of antivenom. This man needed twenty six doses, and he's still not out of the woods. He's still critical. So. Between 5 to 10 times with the normal dosages of antivenom. Now, the the statistic, there are 8,000 snake bites, poisonous snake bites, in America in the year. And each year, 10 to 12 people from it die. So, the odds are in your favor. But still, I don't think I should be judged too harshly for my behavior with the, the garter snake in my mom's house. Because I would come across the one mutant poisonous garter snake.
2: Well, it's also you don't handle snakes every day. So why would anyone expect you? But to- now
3: I'm waiting for them everywhere because we're trying to figure out how the snake got in my mom's kitchen. And I figured, well, she brings in the groceries to the garage. And so maybe it was out in the, you know, out in the grass. And then, hey, okay, what's, hey, the garage. And then she left the, the garage, the, the inner door of the garage open for the kitchen. Hey, what's in here? So now, of course, I can't walk into a room without thinking there's snakes. Thinking there's a snake got in
2: there. I Maybe mean, you need to sleep outside more. No, no,
3: or not. I'm just, you know, it's a possibility. That's true.
1: Yeah.
2: So,
3: yeah, spiders and snakes, and I'm man enough to admit it. But anyhow, even when you behead the snake, be careful. Death is just the beginning. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we have more animal news, if you want. Yeah, go for Should it. Should I go on a roll here? Yeah, go for it. Okay, we want to take a serious moment here. Everyone bow your head and remembrance of Pippa, the terrier. For years, Pippa was part of a, a routine in Australia at the Goat Island Lodge. Pippa's the terrier pet of Kai Henson. And part of Pippa's deal was to bark and yap at a crocodile, and the crocodile would slither away into the lake and, you know, yeah. the, the big tough terrier. Well, apparently the other day, a crocodile said, screw this. I have had enough of this. Had eight Pippa right in front.
2: There's Crab Pippa.
3: Oh, yeah, the, the video's there. <laughs> and poor Pippa. <laughs> and then the croc just does this thing. Now, I'm laughing because... Well, I'm laughing because Kai Henson, the owner of Pippa, said, well, I guess it was inevitable. It was bound to happen sooner oh, or later. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> it's like, you <"Ya> think? <laughs> so people are upset at Kai for putting... Uh, Pippa in this place, in this position, in the first place, but let us let us bow our heads. Are you watching the video? Oh yeah. Let us bow our heads in remembrance of brave Pippa, who stood
2: strong in the jaws of defeat. I can't believe it took ten years for this crocodile to eat him.
3: <laughs> I think the crocodiles like you know what, I'm going. I'm just going to mess you up, dog. Yeah. <laughs> so Dick is kind of shell shocked. If you if you're looking on uh, vid- watching us on video. Zoom in on Dick's face, because he's kind of tripping watching this, uh, watching Pippa. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's what I got for right that's now. That's
2: fantastic.
3: Dick, what do you got? I, I, I've done our How Nature Wants to Kill You segment.
2: Well, I mean, there's, this, there's a lot of uh, different things going on, but we have no real outcome. I know um, we're talking about What is it called? Uh, Unions and all that kind of stuff. Strikes, Teamsters. What is the term Teamster from? Is that a union? Yeah, that's the union for
3: uh, truck drivers.
2: So they call themselves...
3: The Teamsters. Yeah, that's the... Yeah.
2: Is that like a universal name or is that literally like the... The Teamsters Union. Okay.
3: Um, Now, here's the thing. I know that one of our listeners in particular will probably be more well-versed on them with me and will anticipate him setting me straight on this. You know who you are. I'm not going to call you out by name, Brett, but I'm sure you know uh about the teamsters
2: well i mean i because i was reading the new yorker staff had unionized and i don't i mean i've i've had little experience with unions and the only experience i've had is i have a dislike for the kroger union just because i was 16 and they they kind of like had me join
3: i am so split on unions personally
2: and i thought i was really weird because i couldn't use benefits so i was 18 i was like so why am i joining this
3: I grew up in 1970s England, where it was socialist. It was just flat out socialist, yeah. and, it still and saw is.
2: every well. Yeah, it's kind of is it murky.
3: Yeah, it's murky. It, it's they're trying to get a little bit more uh, um, capitalist in there after the Thatcher years, but every major industry, I can't remember like a six week period where some major, in you know, the coal industry, the steel industry, the travel industry, the uh, was was on strike, and these strikes were designed to hurt. You know, these are people's lives are being affected. This is not teachers walking, taking days off school and walking to protest as the, the walkouts did, which I think were masterfully done and tremendously effective and properly done. Uh, so I've seen how uh, union run amok can really mess things up. However, I can't be firmly opposed to unions because they have done good. It's like any large organization. Uh, especially a, a living organization such as this one, that the potential for abuse of power, corruption, misguidance, malfeasance, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a an evil bond plan, but, you know, just it, it, can, it can
2: go awry. Well, like, for example, I was reading an article about McDonald's in over a thousand stores. They're going to start introducing the automated order process, which, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a direct connection to employees, but... Do you see the unions having a great responsibility coming up in like the automated years that are like from robotics and then computers again in the next like fifty years? It's going to shift certain industries.
3: But well, that's the whole point. The auto industry had an issue with that because they were trying to hold back technology. Robotic technology was the next step, and you had these people who were third generation. I built this soul with my hands, yeah, kind of thing. And so they really held back technology, saying we need a place for us instead of saying instead of the union taking its resources and saying, okay, we're going to train you to be CNC machine operators. We're going to train you in coding, you know, but every industry, eventually the steam engine industry went away. Eventually after a while, you know, uh, the the bugging horse and buggy drivers. Apparently the teamster started when truck drivers drove teams of horses, oxen or mules. Well, they had to learn how to get driver's licenses
2: and drive a car. Well, I know they're big. uh, What do you call it? When you're fighting in the government and you're like a lobbyist, Mm -hmm. they're big lobbyists against automated cars. Mm -hmm. So, and this kind of goes back to your idea of, in a perfect world, we're working towards a better future together, but that's never going to happen because there's well, does a better
3: future include getting
2: rid of a hundred thousand auto workers because they don't they're not robots? So it
3: is it is a tightrope to
2: walk. Well, I mean, like imagine if teleportation existed tomorrow. Mm Hmm. Like that entire industry, travel industry is gone. Like, but a whole new
3: industry would arise
2: as a result. But I mean, it would be cut down by three fourths. That industry, yeah, absolutely. Every every travel like Uber, airplanes, trains. But think about if you
3: had to mass produce this and run the testing and, and guidance and stuff, there'd be whole new industries opening up. And so there's always that when there's a massive shift in technology. Uh, where it I'm affects the the cannibal
2: is like the answer to all of our issues, and also giving our kids to other people.
3: That's why I believe uh, space technology is so vital. We, we've talked about this in the past, <clears throat> and I loved the West Wing episode where Rob Lowe's character is telling someone they're complaining about why do we want to go to Mars. Why do we want to go to Mars? And Rob Lowe says, "Because it's next. It's we came down the we discovered fire, and then we came down the hill." and we crossed the ocean, and we, we did this. Mars is next. And think about technology. If we colonize, whether it be the moon or Mars, we'll start
2: colonizing. I, mean, I honestly think we're taking a step back when we change the name from— i hop to i hop oh that's a huge step back that's a step back well that's to keep it from getting
3: out of control we have to stumble every now and then so we can pick r- pick ourselves back up because you know what dick i get knocked down but i but i get up again
2: you're listening to morning's lens already take a quick break thanks for joining us we're on facebook live uh a good point from Brett. the rise of air travel didn't destroy cars trains or buses oh i mean i think it destroyed trains
3: well no trains are destroying trains I, well, I've been too. trying to get an Amtrak and they're like $3,000. I want to go to New Mexico. So, like, okay, we're going to take you up through St. Louis over to Los Angeles. No, I want to go to New Mexico and for a lot cheaper than $3,000. There you go. I like pancakes. We'll be back.
1: How about you? Now we got to pour the milk. Pour, pour the milk.
2: Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
1: the 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 So we got something to eat. Then we gotta crack the eggs, crack, crack the eggs, crack the eggs, crack, the eggs, crack, crack the eggs, crack the eggs crack, the eggs crack, crack the eggs, crack,
3: crack the eggs. So we got something to eat. 1039 on the dot. Morning star Dick and Skippy. Having great conversation off the air, and we'll bring it on to the air. It is 85 degrees outside still. It's gonna go up another eight degrees. 93, not as bad as it's been. But uh, low 90s, kind of all week and weekend long. We are on a Friday Eve right now. Don't forget, tonight is Taste Fest from 5 to 8 p.m. at the Lone Star Convention Center.
2: Yeah. Uh, if you want tickets, let us know. <laughs> we have a—just to let everyone know, it's 1040 right now, so this is probably going to be one of our last segments. We have some special guests all day tomorrow. What? what? We have uh, We have Larry Winters, who's manager over there at KPFT, will be in the studio. If you're a big fan of public radio— which I hope you are, uh, that he will be in the studio. So we're going to have a lot of fun with him. I've done so on Pacifica Radio. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I and married
3: some people on Pacifica.
2: Yeah? Yeah. What do you mean? Was, oh, you mean, oh, you, you ordained. You were the ordainer? Uh, yes, I was the ordainer. Okay.
3: And, uh, yeah, Wade Goslin, who had a show on uh, his, his bride-to-be, Astrid. Um, okay. He, he did his final broadcast. And at the end of it, I got to marry them on the air. It was a lot of fun. Well,
2: There you go. Know, we're also going to have Jason Kimberly in the studio talking about a fundraiser, pennies for paws. It's F O U R Paws. It is uh, now, injured paws, like pause uh, video recording, or pauses uh, like on the bottom. Little of the puppies, feet. Little puppies, okay. little puppies, and uh, it's a, a fundraiser for injured shelter, uh, <laughs> an injured shelter foster, a rescue animal in need of vet care here in the Montgomery County area in Montgomery, Texas. Uh, The organizer is leave it for the pooch, so uh, (laughs) sorry I was waiting for the (laughs) chuck. So it's they're going to be in tomorrow too, so that's going to be a lot of fun and learn about that fundraiser. Awesome! Uh, It's a day after it's a day after Taste Fest too, so I might roll in here and just we got to make
3: we got to we got to suck it up, Dick, and make it. Well, you know, a lot
2: of our listeners right now are are still kind of going on the union deal, and uh, which is great because that's that's a conversation I think is going to be around for a while. And Brett brings up a good point. And, you know, Dennis brings up some interesting things. There's one thing that I love is the history of things because, you know, everyone says, oh, history repeats itself and also gives examples. But, you know, the the evolution of the union, especially in different countries, is it's kind of remarkable to see what have different countries handled certain things, especially when a new industry is born. Mm-hmm. So like the railroad industry or the manufacturing industry or the farm industry, you know, because those things are kind of they have their internal evolutions, but then they also have the world evolutions. So you have some punk guy going, hey, i I genetically made this new wheat that will grow four times faster.
3: Or dwarf wheat, A- which it, saved Africa. Well,
2: I know what I'm saying. Like I have developed this. And then so in that evolution, it changed the industry. And of course, you know in effect, changed the union, I bet, and mm-hmm. especially the way we treat farms. But then, you know, the tractor came around. Oh, no more cows, no more donkeys.
3: But they're still there. And yeah. we've talked about it, I I remember back in, like, well, 1980.
2: Do you, well, do you think, like, if we look at the whole world as a whole today, do you think we're driving in a sense of we're going to get smaller and smaller and smaller in responsibilities, manufacturing, and money Mm-mm. to the point where, like... What one thing is? That we have too many people living on this planet. Why don't we just do universal basic income or whatever? But basically, we're kind of like no, Star because Trek.
3: That, that way, complacency lies. If there's, you think no, so? if you don't get money or reward or recognition, if you just what's get the incentive? A, exactly. If you just get a trophy for showing up, and I gotta admit, in my youth, well, maybe what it would be is, well, I mean. No, in my youth, I actually uh, coached the YMCA Basically, soccer team where everyone got a trophy just for showing up. And I was all for it then. But I think there's a time where that needs to stop. For young kids, okay. You
2: know, it was bunch ball. They were six years old. Well, you know what's strange is today, even in school, they still do it. They do individual awards at the end of the year.
3: But people are complaining oh, so Bobby got it. He's most genial or best behaved. But what about Susie? And that's why well, people Well, I mean, I, I, even in, in my family, on.
2: my sister even goes, you know, uh, my. My nephew didn't get an award, so they're not even going to graduation. And I was just like, well, was it an award ceremony or is it graduation? And they were like, well, it's more of an award ceremony. And I'm like, well, I mean, I know when I was growing up, I didn't care about any of that. I didn't even want to go to graduation. The only reason I went was because my grandparents were going to come. That was the only reason. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. But uh, but it's kind of strange to me that—
3: Well, every major, technolo- every major advanced period, but let's say primarily technological— has been done because
2: someone got too comfortable mm-hmm.
3: or uh, that they, they knew there'd be something
2: more. Uh, uh, well, I mean, that's also the migration of the worker. I mean, look at the you know, the last 2000 years. People move across the country or across the world to go find work. And people are going to go through great lengths to find work.
3: Yeah. And well, look, look at let's say I know I know sociologically it's not the best example, but but the pioneering the Old West. Yeah. Going that, you know, cannibalism. Yeah, yeah. Three you know, nature's a you know, hundred million ways to die in the old west, but they still went without the incentive, without the desire, without the adrenaline junkie. Uh, you know, uh, California would be
2: California wouldn't be what it is today. Uh,
3: success can only come at the risk of failure, and I agree. Uh, success can only uh, without a possibility of failure. If you're just in your comfort zone, or no, we're good enough as it were. That's where you grow stagnant.
2: Well, I'm a, I'm a bit more of. When you're trying to improve the world, it, it's gonna, someone's always gonna be left out in every circumstance. And I think it's, it, I think it's a natural behavior between all of us as humans is, you know, it works itself out. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah. Sorry, I was
2: reading something else. <laughs> oh, geez. But it's kind of interesting. I wonder what's gonna happen, especially with, uh, with the unions and everything about that. Cause McDonald's is, I mean, that's one of the funniest industries because they basically founded on a philosophy of being efficient that from what I understand, correct. That's like what made McDonald's different from the other hamburger places mm-hmm. is you, you get your food really fast and it's at, it's good enough to where you'd return. Mm-hmm. And you, there
3: has to be quality to go with
2: quality and convenience. Those are the yeah. two big ones. Um, because that's what I mean, like, and this is only based off a movie I saw, but like, that's where that if that movie is based off anything that he saw the procedure they made in the kitchen, how mm-hmm. to cook and he made it faster. And that's where their success at the core was And
3: new technologies happen as a result. So the old slow cooking days, but people still want to slow cook barbecue. It's like when the e-reader came out, oh, there's the print book is going to be it. No, it isn't. People still want the books. Yeah. Uh, telegrams, I think, still exist. Just for you know, poops and grins, but I uh, wanted to go back. Uh, listener Dennis didn't want me to expound on on where I, I just kind of made a flippant comment about dwarf wheat saved Africa. Yeah. Goes beyond that, Norman Ernest uh, Borlaug, who was an American ag- agronomist and humanitarian, who led an initiative worldwide, uh, and he contributed extensive increases in agricultural production, um, and this is what became the Green Revolution. Uh, He was awarded multiple honors for his work, including the Nobel Peace Prize, Presidential Medal of Freedom, and the Congressional Gold Medal. And it was with his work uh, on—he took an agricultural research position in Mexico where he developed semi-dwarf, high-yield, disease-resistant wheat varieties, which I kind of groomed into dwarf wheat. Um, These combined with uh, production techniques in Mexico, Pakistan, and India, and he became a net exporter of wheat by 1963— Between 65 and 70, wheat yields nearly doubled in Pakistan and India, improving food security. Uh, He's credited with saving over a billion people worldwide from starvation. I'm trying to get to Africa because I know Africa came into it somewhere. Um, Oh, later in his life, he helped apply these methods of increasing food production in Asia and Africa. So the dwarf wheat actually saved millions, not billions of lives. I just kind of grouped it into Africa, but, but... developing nations let's mm-hmm. say including Africa so I, I hope that helped thanks for calling me out on that if I say something that you know uh, is wrong or even open to interpretation yeah, let, just let me know Mike. there we go hello my back my back uh that's the whole point of this keep the conversation going yeah thank you very much thank you very much
2: well uh we had to take one more break because okay we, we, we,
3: and then we'll we'll, uh, we'll end up the day with some local stuff happening like coming yeah. up we'll be right back I like
1: pancakes. how about you
3: Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime
0: at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like
2: complaining or celebrating, anything has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio.
3: Hello, welcome back to our final segment. It's 10.51. We only got a few minutes left today on our Friday Eve. Don't forget tonight is Taste Fest. We have tickets available. If you want tickets, let us know. We'll give you tickets. That's how cool we are. Uh, If we have to do a trivia question, we'll say, uh, name one of the co-hosts in Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. There you go. Uh, That makes it fair on everybody. So let's go local as we wrap up today's show. Um... Montgomery County Sheriff's Department is going to be featured on the June 11th issue uh, episode, not issue, episode of Cops. And I know they're very excited to have that. So this is something that could easily blow up in your face. You know, it, we could have the kind of people who just solidify outsiders' views of what rural Texas is all about. Well, we're not really rural here, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Not Austin or San Antonio. Everyone wants to think that Austin and San Antonio and Dallas are just so awesome and that Houston's still a hick town. And I've just never understood that. But anyhow, go, going on from that. so well, we got a few June minutes. 11.
2: We got a few minutes, by okay. the way. Two minutes.
3: Two minutes. Okay. Uh, Taste Fest. Splendora Police Department, they did something cool. So there's a young man named Matthew Strickland who's turning 12. And his life goal is to be a, a police officer when he grows up. And his mom let the uh, Splendora P- Police Department know about that. So they showed up at his birthday party with lights and sirens and all kinds of cool stuff. And probably junior detective badges and just, you know, crashed his party in the best possible way. And that's a, uh, I just like talking about good stuff like that. Cause Lord knows PDs are always uh, on the hot seat and second guess. So well done that. And finally tune in today uh, to major outlets at 1 PM local, 2 PM Eastern NASA says that they have a huge announcement regarding the Mars curiosity Rover. So I'll be tuned in. I want to see what that's all about. Could it be life on Mars? I doubt it. We would have, uh, it would have leaked by now, but who knows? That's what I got. Any, oh, and oh, just uh, thanks to our trivia team for last night. The Dick punked out on, uh, we we yeah. had our Wednesday night trivia at uh, Pacific yard house. Last night I was on the team. Uh, once again, we came in second. We're number two. We're number two. We were awesome. I want a couple of extra beer uh, tumblers. If you're going to help out this weekend with my, my dumpster day at my house, uh, you can see the the I can't believe above. you're
2: inviting people over public.
3: Well, we gotta, they got to know where I live.
2: No, we got to go. We got to go. I don't want to go. We're going to be back tomorrow morning. We have go. our special guest. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. So we're going to be broadcasting on time, right? Tomorrow, right? You know it. Right. Right. I'll be here. Will you? Uh, maybe it'll be my turn to be late. <laughs> 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 I hope you guys enjoy Today's episode is sponsored by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A lot of good stuff going on. Uh, today with Taste Fest. So get out there and support your chamber and also local restaurants and everything. Good with that. Mm-hmm. Local wineries, local breweries, etc., etc. Et we'll be there if you see us. Say hi. And then, uh, yeah, Sean, it was good to see you today. Dick. Always the pleasure, my friend. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I
1: like pancakes. Did you hear me? I like pan-
0: Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio.